0: Futures trading is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. The opinions shared on this podcast should not be construed as trading recommendations and do not necessarily represent the opinions of EdgeClear, the hosts, officers, and affiliates of the podcast. All right, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome back recurring guest for his second appearance, <laughs> Josh Schuler from Trade with Profile. How's it been? How how you doing, Josh? It's been a
1: while. <laughs> it has it has been. I think we've slept since then. Yeah, just a bit. Episode 3. That's Episode uh, 3. And what which one are we on now? We are on episode
0: 21. So Dude, you're like yeah. putting them down. Putting them down. Trying to do happen? one a month. <laughs> nice but sometimes the uh you know the market prevents me from doing so but you know we've been we've been keeping up with it
1: yeah so i mean what's happened since last time we've we've moved from a monetary market into a fiscal market
0: yeah yeah actually that's um the biggest change probably right it's yeah. um we're in a different different set here and the game has changed for people i mean the last time we talked uh we were in what you know we'll call the covid rally whatever mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. and uh You know it used to be when COVID first hit i would sit there on sunday nights and just look for an opportunity to short and then all of a sudden it was like well i'm probably going to look for buying opportunities today and we have (laughs) changed quite a bit since then
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely
0: so how have you been um kind of approaching this i mean it's not news to anyone listening obviously uh you know into this year of major indices. Everything's pretty much down energies, commodities going up, you know, inflation talks, all of this. Um, but the biggest thing that I think you and I want to cover is, um, people discussing and learning and talking about putting on risk and knowing where their opportunity to enter and exit trades is. So how have you kind of navigated this?
1: Yeah. So it is a, I mean, it's, it's a great question and it is Well, let's start here. So, uh, this, this movement from a monetary to fiscal market, which that impacts auction flows and how auctions behave. So, you know, we're, we're auction theorists. Uh, we, we, we look at markets as an auction, a continuous auction that takes place and in, according to auction theory, everyone's positioning around some perspective of value. Mm-hmm. And value can be discerned objectively. So it's not a subjective thing, but it uh, can be objectively discerned by looking at where is there accumulation of trade at certain prices over certain time frames. And so, you know, whatever the most traded prices of a specific day, that's quote unquote value to the market, right? And then mm-hmm. I can decide, am I, you know, gonna be how can I position myself around that? Is there potential for that value to shift? um, representing a change in sentiment in market participation or participants. And then I, there's some sim- pretty simple rules that you can use, right? You can say, well, where am I relative to value? And if for any auction, if I wanted to buy something, the best place would be that I'd buying below value and I'm selling above value, right? right. Um, it's uber simplified. And sometimes that, you know, in a continuous auction, you're selling below value, but there's other assumptions around that, or you're buying above value and there's assumptions around that. But, in, in terms of how we're, we're approaching things, you know, I, we've been doing trading development for uh, quite some time and, and, primarily, although, you know, some with, uh, you know, like CTAs and, um, guys running family offices and stuff, it's primarily retail trading. And we're encountering some of the same challenges over and over again. So I, as, as my initial 2022 project, cause there were so many people that came into markets over the last couple of years, Right. That I, I was just, I wanted to sample and say like, what's, what, what are the prevailing uh, assumptions that are driving this new batch of traders and how they're making decisions? Yeah. Um, you know, cause one of the things that happens if you've been in markets for some, for any bit of time, or if you've been really, if you've been in any practice or discipline for any bit of time, you run the risk of being part of the curse of knowledge, right? You've seen it so much that you're just like, yeah, this is, doesn't everybody understand this? Right. And and then you find out that, no, no, people don't understand that. And when you talk, it's like, I don't even know what language you're using, dude. You know? Yeah. So, um, I wanted to kind of get a sense of where, where this batch was. So I did, I just offered free 30 minute insight sessions. I just posted it on Twitter. I was like, Hey, first come first serve schedule them. This is not a sales pitch. This is like, Hey, I, everybody needs a, a, a bit of help at yeah. in, in, in their journey. And, uh, you know, it's not completely altruistic. It was giving me insight to where do traders need help? Sure. And, and, and yeah, what survey the land do. and see where you can help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, if, if you want to be good at developing traders, you can kind of know where they are. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that was an accessible way to do that. So more from, for, so from the beginning of the year till about mid May, my calendar was just full of these. Um, great people. Awesome. Awesome people doing all kinds of cool stuff. And also, trying their, you know, their uh, approach at markets. And uh, a couple interesting, cons- and this is not everyone, there's always exceptions, but but a couple consistent takeaways that occurred. So one, like one of the things that I would ask is, okay, hey, like, you know, what got you into markets? Uh, and the, and the it's, you know, the, hey, there's an opportunity. I was bored. You know, I, I, I saw this stuff on on Reddit or YouTube or you know I got on I was on social media followed somebody talking about this and so I got in. Okay, so it's it's retail driving retail. Yeah, it's one. Okay. Well, what what kinds of things are you looking at? Uh and they're they're looking at and really latching on to advanced tools. So like stuff that you guys have in like Edge Pro, uh Bookmap, advanced, you know, volume analytics tools, yeah. right? People are fascinated with options, gamma, and a number of things that, that is, that's out there that we, you know, we've known for some time on the institutional side, it's it's all new to retail. And then there's this, it's like, um, it's like this special revelation. It's like, if I use these tools, then it makes sense. Yeah. And so everyone's like, well, you do this and you know, what we see, you know, participants doing it at that and, and this, but when they, when they talk about participants in the market acting. It's in, it's in those things when I say, okay, well, well, give me an example. And they would give me an example of a price and I go, oh, okay. So, so they are not, it's not actually a price that anybody who really moves the market cares about, but they're building an assumption as if it is mm-hmm. right. And, and this is one of the challenges of traders is that we can always, because we're pattern recognizing human or mammals. And we seek patterns so that we can survive and thrive, right? There's thousands of years of evolutionary wiring. Yeah. that is how our brains work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Don't go pet the saber tooth tiger. Why? (laughs) You know, it's not your friend. It doesn't take me to, to not, you know, to pet a saber tooth tiger or see, you know, Gug or whatever his name is, do it a couple of times. And then we don't do that anymore. right? (laughs) Right. Like we can, we can learn that. That's it helps us. And in lots of ways, it does help us stay out of trouble, in this case, it doesn't, uh, because in markets, if I have a positive trade, okay, and I get a and to that, I mean there, the the ability to create a neural connection around that is so strong that I will di- I will totally throw away the, uh, the how did this happen, mm-hmm. or what's the pro- probability this will happen again. Or where is this within a larger data set of of happening? I just know it was a positive result, and so I'm boom. I'm gonna look for that one again. I'm gonna take it again, and that that hurts us. And and because the the win is so powerful, the ones that lose get discounted. Mm-hmm. And then so this was this this was one of the uh, common things that I heard. I would hear people say, "Hey, I can see patterns. I know where the triggers are." Uh, if I could just be more disciplined, then I can have a positive equity curve. And and you see this, you know, a number of guys out there talking about like mindset and discipline. And, you know, it's if I could just kind of master myself, Yeah. I've already seen the places where it works. That's a pattern recognition thing. So then if I just do that, then I'll be successful. Uh, for a developing trader, this is uh, it's not helpful. Yeah. Uh, it's not helpful at all. It's, it's, it's the, uh, difference between being efficient or effective. So if I do lots of, lots of mindset work and I don't actually have an approach that has any efficacy to it or any like expectancy, then all I'm doing is I'm maximizing the process that doesn't work.
0: Yeah. And it it even gets magnified. Yeah. It gets magnified in new traders because you don't have a large data set of sample trades you've done in the past either. And so you find the thing that you think works, and all of a sudden it's well, I just need to repeat this over and over and not get in my own way mentally.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 And they so so that not not that mindset stuff isn't important, but it comes at a different spot in the development. It's like if I if I had if I had if I knew something that worked, okay. Now the mindset is like reinforcing that, yeah. But this is like, well, if I just get the mind right, then it, you are putting the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. And and this is, I think, this is one of the key disadvantages that they're not being floors anymore or or easy paths to watch institutional professional traders right and be alongside them because like you know back when the, when the floors were open, you could go down, you could go to the Chicago Board of Trade, you could go on a visitor's pass and you could watch the floor. If you did it enough days, you could pick out specific traders and see what times of day that they traded, what types of activity was going on contextually that, that they were active. You could just read their body language to know whether that worked for them or not. Yeah. Right? That Through that, almost this kind of osmotic observation, you would be able to piece together, here's what works, here's what doesn't work, here's what stupid thing to do, here's not. Watch when the guys on the floor make fun of the guy who's trying to trade Friday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> right? When nobody else is around, like yeah. they'll laugh at him. But yet I've got traders who want to trade all Friday afternoon. Yeah. And I'm just like, guys, like, and then the worst thing is, is if, if they take a trade and it works, because then you're back at reinforcing that cycle. Yep. Right. So there's in that retail space, because you don't have that, people are trying to cobble together a playbook and it's, and they can't, they can't tell whether that works or not. And so then it's, oh, well, it must be a discipline thing. And, and my, the place that I will hang my hat in is that, no, actually it's not, it's not an, it's not a performance issue. It's a skill issue. Yeah. Um, for some of you, for, for those of you who have been consistently profitable for months and years, and you're trying to go from trading, you know, like I'm scared if I trade three micros and I want to go to three minis, right? That's a mindset issue. Yeah. Because if I, if I can prove through that, I can, I can consistently show execute, up and right. I got a playbook, then it's a performance thing. Then it's a mindset thing. It's a confidence issue because it's not a different trade. Right. Right. But if I don't even know, if I don't even have high confidence that this trade's going to work, then it's, it's a, it's a skill issue. That's the problem. And so that's, that's when I would talk to these traders and they would say, well, it's this, you know, this is my issue. If I get my mindset, I'm like, actually the way way that you're describing what, what is getting you into the trade tells me it's not a mindset issue. Yeah. It's, it's just a skill issue. Yeah. Um, so that,
0: yeah, I feel like a lot of the tools too, that people are, you know, you mentioned some of these tools that were known by institutions becoming available to retail. And, um, you know, a lot of that, like you said, people are getting in at prices that actually just mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. There's no either that or people are interested in trying to catch like breakout moves based on action that doesn't really matter you know and then yeah. you end up getting chopped around and stopped out of trades because what you think is an attempt to move from a value area to new value area was actually just a failed test and it's going to retrace back and you know these are all things I think you get a lot of head fakes nowadays because there's so much input and information coming in. Yeah. Um yeah, it's very interesting that's what you kind of found through your your research. And so
1: many are looking at micro time frames. Yeah. And uh I mean, what's great what what's great? There's there's greater access to really great world-class tools to retail traders than there's ever been. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and stuff that really i mean stuff that really matters in terms of looking at volume analytics you know looking at delta at price looking at delta imbalances looking at uh you know contract volume at price all that that's you know multi-time frame VWAP analysis really cool stuff like that stuff that uh, and even looking at uh you know vanna curves and option modeling i mean stuff that institutions have been doing for decades market makers but now retail can get access to that it's really really helpful. Yeah. But the the preoccupation with really small time frame, uh, which I believe is the result of a couple different inputs. So one is like if you go and Google on YouTube like how to trade, for one it's all short term technical analysis stuff. The second part of that is the explosion of these proprietary trading tryout from, firms. Yeah, and and because of how they're they're designed they're they're really not designed for you to become a successful trader the the risk the risk curves on those are so are such that it forces you into a smaller time frame if your skill that you're bringing is an ability to basically read price action that's that's basically what you're doing you're trying to do pattern recognition of price action in a technical analysis and try to you know meet those risk parameters and i mean i i bet i talked to uh, so about twenty twenty percent of the traders I talked to had actually passed trading combine so out of that one fifty um but couldn't hold them yeah and it's the same issue it's because i don't I don't know I really don't know what I'm doing that <laughs> sounds so I, mean, I, I hate even saying that because yeah but so, it's, it's it's you know it's kind of a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow,
0: I think um yeah but you know on the brokerage side, like I know I've talked to people who will come in and say, well, I'm following, you know, this methodology, this is what I've learned. And, you know, a couple months in, I'm getting the phone call of, yeah, I just don't think this is for me. And I am okay to receive that call because for that one call, there's a lot of other people who just are, you know, it's like pushing the boulder up the hill and having it roll back down, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And just keep trying it and trying it. Uh, So, you know, I think it's important when someone does recognize that what I'm doing at its core it isn't working, right? I'm just not, you know, I'm not trading properly or I'm not finding correct areas where there's an observable edge and a high probability that this trade will work out. If it doesn't, I can minimize my risk or I at least know where my risk is, right? Versus, eh, this looks like a good trade, let's throw it on and oh, it just moved way against me and I didn't have any idea where I was gonna exit that trade if I was wrong
1: yes okay so let's let's go down that track exiting because this is uh like if if you're listening to this and if i could give you a gift uh the gift is when you look at you go back and look at your trades whenever you place a trade do you have an intended target before you enter or not now of those that i've i've talked to just of those 150 or or you know, hundreds of other traders that I've interviewed to either do work with us or stuff over the years, uh, almost none of them know where they will offset. Yeah. When they, when they place the trade. So when I ask them like, what's an opportunity for them, the trigger is the opportunity. Well, that immediately tells me that you're spending all of your focus on a small time frame, uh, which is, which is dangerous it also means you're going to get bigger head fakes. Right, and and if you've ever had this experience where uh, I'm getting in, and then I mean, I've heard this. I've heard it one. I've heard it a million times. I get in, and then they stop me out, and then they go in the direction that I wanted to go. Yeah, right. Yep. Um. So that so that thing so that is I don't know where I want to get out because if you did if you if you if you constructed the idea based on the intended target, then then there's really cool stuff that can happen. The 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 thing that you used to think of was the opportunity being the trigger. No, that's your vehicle to m- minimize your risk relative to the target, mm-hmm. right? So now I can start thinking about my risk reward curve as not a one to one, or you know, I, I actually have I know a an objective target, and I can right size that, and know okay, I can also if if I take a stab and I get hit on a on a tiny risk but then that target is still out there and there's nothing to say that it's been negated yet, I can go again if another trigger presents. Yeah. So I can, in a sense, fight for that trade until it's been negated, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm offering small risk, which is different than traders who will say, well, I, you know, I get stopped out, stopped out, stopped out, stopped out, stopped out, or I get stopped out, stopped out, stopped out. So then I flip. Yep. And go the the other yeah. The old flip. Yeah. The old flip. And then I get stopped out and then it really, you know, it really runs and, yeah. um, you know, not understanding that you're likely at some, some place in the auction of confluence and there's fight that's actually going to break from that area. But if you, but it's, it's determining the target first. And that is a key distinction between a retail trader and a professional trader. I don't know in a, a professional mm-hmm. trader on the planet who's worth their weight in anything who takes a trade and doesn't know where the destination is. Yeah. Um, I mean that would like, that would put, you know, when I was running a managed desk that would put me in timeout. If I, if I took a trade and someone didn't and the risk manager came over and I didn't know where the offset was and they're like, Hey, you got this position. Like, you know, we, we, and they're running their head, like how much it could go against you and like, what's, what are we going to get for this putting up this yeah. risk? Um, and and in what other business outside of trading do you go into it and not know what the upside is? Correct. Yeah. it's true. You, you,
0: even if it's a shot in the dark, right? When we were starting edge clear, it's not like we know where this is going to go, but you lay out the groundwork and have an idea of where you want to be. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Where you want to be at least.
1: It it backs the hustle, right? You're like, okay, our market size is this, you know, if we get this many, uh, we could, we could penetrate this many market share that can mean this much in revenue. And so it's right. worth yeah. us hustling to go get that sliver. Right. Like that, that makes sense. And then I can right size, how much risk and stuff I do that. Yeah. But these retail traders are, they, they don't, they're missing that. Yeah. They're really missing that. And so if, you know, if you're, if you find yourself in a position where I don't know where the target is, that's, that's the place to do your homework is how do I determine where a likely destination of the, and this isn't, it, it isn't voodoo. It isn't, uh, you know, some hidden science. Like, I mean, this is the work that we do is is helping people understand where the predictive destinations are of the auction. And they are predictable, um, yeah. they're not guaranteed. But I mean, just like if you watch, you know, any of Morad's, um, you know, Morning Trader Bites that he's done for what? five decades now, Yeah, <laughs> it feels that way, you know, but you episode know, episode 600,000. Yeah. <laughs> he's outlining, he's outlining likely destinations. How does he know that there are likely destinations? Because the auction process takes us to these, you know, references of value you know, like magnets, right? So if I'm, yeah. if I'm trading, you know, away from one, if, if I get out of the gravity of that one, that next one is there. Knowing what references the auction actually cares about can give you great insight into knowing where the destination is. Right. You know, like and I'm it also keeps guys, you
0: calm and prevents uh,
1: the panic. Right. You never want you to calm. be in a state it, 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 where
0: you're jittery going into a trade. It's, keeps you jit- it's not yeah, good. Yeah.
1: All it's, it solves a whole host of problems. And, it, yeah. and it's like once you get in, it's like okay, you know, how many how many traders like I got in, I got positive expectancy, and then I can't, I have no staying power. Yep. You know, I can't stay in the trade well, if I, if I had high confidence in as long as this area holds, I'm going to that price. Well, then it gets easier to do that. Yeah. Especially if, if you practice around the knowledge and confidence of that, it gets even easier. Yeah. You know? And it, I mean, it doesn't mean that they all, that, that they all work out. Um, I mean, I, I was taking one this morning, uh, early, um, you know cuz we've got this whole, you know, crazy uh fed thing going on. Right. Um but I you know, like I was looking I was looking at the Nasdaq and we were open around, you know, 13k. Um and we were trading below that, we were trading around like 980 and I was looking for 925. And so, you know, I was like and that was like as long as we stayed below 13k, the most likely, likely destination for, yeah. was 925. Um actually 9:35 you know to the tick right so like as so then you know as i'm taking short term entries on that in that first hour at really in the first 30 minutes like that's the destination and then when it when it's shown that i can't hold below 13k then i know that that's off the table right yeah, yeah. um and then you know wait for the you know the next stuff so yeah. knowing where the destination and the likely destination if i hold here but that just comes from like understanding how the auction goes right Right. And that allows you, that opens up the ability to do that on
0: many different markets. And, you know, you're looking at that, maybe the NQ goes above the 13K. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have any plans for other trades or areas mm-hmm. of interest for that session, but you've got other markets that you've done your analysis and homework on. And yep. it opens the door to, to see where the opportunities are there. I mean, it's just, it's a huge playbook uh, that uh, a lot of people do miss out on. Um, Kind of in that same mindset as well. Like, how many people would you find were using these methods? And then, you know, like they're like, oh, it's just about mindset, whatever reality, you know, that hey, maybe your system's not actually going to work, but they're getting lucky enough on some of these things that it's just reinforcing their idea that hey, this is just about my mindset because I'm continuing to somehow win on these trades.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, I'm not finding a lot of evidence of them actually winning on the trade. Okay. Yeah. Cause it, it just, it just doesn't take, it doesn't take that many instances for it to codify that it works, even if it doesn't. Yeah. And I've, I've even had traders this year on our development desk who have like pushed back on me and they're like, well, but you know, see this. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but you, you lose money. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why am I listening? I mean, this sounds crash. Like, why am I listening to you? I mean, I, I do take that That's, that's part of the reason to, to do development is to continue to help develop my edge. Yeah. Right. And I've had traders that have, you know, asked questions, working with a guy out of London. I never looked at the London session before two years ago. Uh, and now it's a, it's a key part of my pre-morning uh, a- approach. Um, but there, there are other aspects where, you know, they'll push on it because they, ha- they saw this one sample and I'm like, Hey, come back to me when you got a thousand samples of that. Yeah. Yeah you know, your five samples mean nothing. Yeah. Give me a thousand samples. And then, and then we got something and it, it is really, it's a, it, it is a really hard thing for the brain to do to separate out. This was the right thing, but it didn't work versus it was the wrong thing and it did work. Yeah. Like we were looking yesterday, we were, we were looking at, uh, some potential fades of, uh, of Russell and the ES. And I was walking through like, Hey guys, here's why the Russell's a better candidate than the ES. And um, I'm sorry, why the ES was a better candidate than Russell. Um, You know, took, took the ES got a little bit of positive excursion and then ultimately got stopped out, but it was still the right trade and it was the right time. And it was the right playbook setup. um, But it didn't work out. Yeah. Right. That doesn't negate that that was a valid entry. And I need to take that one, you know, the next time it shows up. Um, But being able to, you know, look and say, okay, here's why it's more likely that this one's going to work than this one. But that, that's hard when you get, when you do get paid and you shouldn't, the brain will latch onto that and look for more of those. Yeah. And I think on the
0: reverse side too, when you're learning and you're really trying to learn an effective methodology and maybe you do everything right based on what you're trying to pick up and what you're trying to learn and you do get that stop out, Mm -hmm. um, that, you codifies itself. Well, it does. It codifies itself as, Oh, I don't like that pattern anymore. I need to go back to this other thing where I was, you know, winning, but getting lucky Yeah. (laughs) and ultimately probably not actually being consistent, but those, those few times you get lucky can be big enough where you've caught that, that kind of high from those winners already. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And it, so, so then how do we get around that? So a couple ways to get around that are, I mean, work work with other, you know, work with other traders that can help shorten the curve. Yeah. But then you gotta get your reps up. So, you know, if your platform doesn't allow you to do market replays, like I, I was telling our guys today, because you know, today was kind of a crapshoot. Uh tomorrow, you know, we were like at uh 70 per 75% Arval. Yeah. Uh, in the spoos. Uh it'll be worse tomorrow. Powell speaking. You know, I was like, hey, rather than trying to, you know, trade here, why don't you go and look at historical September's, October's, November's? Yeah. um, And look for your playbook setups in those timeframes. That, and and, because you could trade, you could spend, if you're going to spend the whole day looking at stuff here, or you could, you could trade eight sessions in a replay environment and get those reps and track them like it was real. And you're, you know, you're seeing how you're doing reading that it's going to be much more effective use of your time. Yeah. Uh, and, and helping reinforce the, okay, here are the, here are all of the parts of the the setup that I'm looking for, you know, because yeah, sure. there's always in any, any of the setups, um, there's always, which, which, you know, start with where's the destination. That's always first. Then, you know, that's once that's determined and what are the, the contextual criteria that would say that that's the likely destination. Well, then there's like 10 other criteria that would make that an A plus versus a C.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So like, you just going through and like finding those, once you've got them,
0: yeah. And a lot, of, a big component of that too, like we already touched on earlier, is not getting too micro with your time frame as well, right? You have yeah. to be able to to look at the larger time frame. You can still execute right. A lot of people will execute on a shorter time frame or trigger type chart, right, or, yep. or however you're placing the trade. But um, yeah, even going back and replay, it's like if you don't have those components of, well, this is my analysis around this area, I'm gonna replay these eight days, this was what was leading up to it, and here's the value areas and everything, like then you're still gonna be just kind of clicking away and replay. Um, so having those components, those underlying bricks that you can, can trust yeah. is uh, very important. Uh, and it's really hard to get there, right? We were talking before we started recording about, um, it's, you know, people often think that, well, if I just got this one thing then I'll be successful. But really you need to find the building blocks that you can trust initially Mm -hmm. to build on. And it's not that one thing when you have those building blocks you can trust. Well, you'll realize that one thing was not a factor at all sometimes like, Oh, my mindset, my mindset. Well, sometimes if you're actually building this effectively, you're going to find out that, Hey, wait a minute, my mindset's not a factor anymore because I can trust what I'm doing and I can trust that this trade has an edge if it doesn't, my risk hopefully is small on it and I can yeah. maybe try to take it again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> huge. Huge. So it's, it's totally doable. I mean, it, it's, it, it's totally accessible, but there are, there are definitely hurdles out there in the retail space. Yeah. Um, you'd sent me some questions. Yeah. We kind of touched but on We kind of covered these. some of them. Um, Cause we, yeah, we, we, the question, do we trade with a set exit strategy? Yes. Um, you know, I use, I, every time I place a trade, there's four questions that I use. Yeah. Uh, you know, the first one is what's the, you know, what's the target. So opportunity for me is the, is the potential destination uh, the second one is what would I risk for that destination? The third one is, okay, once I'm in it, how would I know that I was right? Yeah. Which is meant to try to, you know, prime the brain to, to know. And then the the, the last one's really important is how will I know that I'm wrong? Yeah. You know, so, um,
0: you know, like, do you find that, that, like that first question, like, where's my target, where's my offset, right? That helps you assess the risk prior to putting that on because you know, based on your analysis, well, Hey, to get to this target, it needs to hold above here Mm -hmm. and conceivably I can get in around this price. And as so long as that holds, it's okay. If it doesn't hold, I can get in close enough to that kind of break area where my risk is minimalized.
1: Yeah. 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 So, so like on the, on the, the attempt to trade this morning. Yeah. Um, so there's math around that, you know, we had opened, we'd opened kind of right near prior day's range. And if, if I'm holding and can accept inside of the prior day's range, the prior cash session, the probability that I will tag the most traded price of the prior session is North of 68%. Yeah. So, so that means the longer that I hold inside the prior range, the more I'm increasing the probability that I'm going to hit, I'm in that 68% stat and I'm going to go get that price to the tick. Yeah. So that that's, you know, not pulling that out of the ether. Right. And that's a thousand period study. What do you mean? This um, is a magic. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a rolling five-year study. So, uh, so, but that also says I got to stay inside the prior range. If I accept outside of that prior range, having not tested that price, then I'm increasing the probability that I'm in the 30% stat. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I want to, uh, get out of dodge. Here's the cool thing is even related to this one. I kept looking for it. Cause it was like, okay, well, it got negated early. Like I, we got in, I got some excursion, was able to take some scales, you know, and then got stopped out as they, we went back through the, uh, the opening 32nd range. Yeah. Okay. And, and and also on top of that you had momentum that was you know starting to carry and and we were basically running to the top of a 3 day balance bracket. Um so which which also told me, hey, this is the place we're likely going to go since we can't hold in here. So yeah. I'm really going to get out because then I would have been eating you know 80 Q points. <laughs> <and> risk <laughs> which yeah. And not, not, that not what happened fairly quickly. So <laughs> and it happened and it happened very quickly, right? Yeah. Um you know not trying to time timestamp today but yeah you know, have but I could have an alert you know once we once we left that prior range I can have an alert back at that prior range yeah and if I come back to it later in the day you know I could look at how is the auction developing and I can may take another stab at it. The opportunity hasn't gone away. Yeah. Right. So that that's kind of an example of you know I took it I knew I knew I was wrong I preserved the capital uh the opportunity was still there I can use an alert so then I know a price that I actually like to be active because not every price is actionable. And then if it doesn't alert, then there's nothing there. Yeah. You know, which is
0: great. So, yeah. That is great. <laughs> it's, uh, it keeps the stress out of things, right? Being yeah, it able it, it's stuff. exactly like practicing for, you know, if you're an athlete or anything like that, right? If you've yeah. practiced it enough times, if you've done your homework enough, then, when you get into the real situation, it's not meant to be, uh, you know, sitting on the edge of your seat constantly. You know, it's it should be a very, this is my setup, here's the risk, here's my target, take the trade, and then move on, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people tend to overmanage if they're nervous, right? Mm-hmm. That's also when you see the, I got stopped out, I'm going to try it again. Got stopped out, I'm going to try it again. Oh, ah, I'm going to hit the reverse button now. Uh, so, yeah, that's... It's huge. (laughs) Again, everything, all these things are just so important to building to be a a consistent trader and actually seeing some, you know, hopefully returns for your efforts versus spending a lot of mental capital to not really get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And real capital. (laughs) Yeah. In a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, Well, cool.
1: Um, What else you got? Anything, Josh? Um. What else do I got? So, I mean, I've been using edge pro more and more. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, if my personal favorite platform, but you know, (laughs) you're a bit biased. Yeah. Right. You know, like I, I find it, it's, it's a great, it's a great, uh, you know, bridge in terms of platforms of, of accessibility, easier to set up than like a Sierra. Um, you know, it's a little more, uh, accessible from a investment perspective than like window trader. But, um, What's what's been really cool and for anybody listening if if they want they can they can reach out to me but you know the cloud levels yeah that you can import which basically yeah. so you know I, as part of my daily plan i have decision levels which are inventory references that i'm expecting interaction with yeah right and to, to slow the auction to give me a chance to make a decision and what's so cool is that you can i can take those from my plan and just lay them right on they auto populate into the charts yeah um so if anybody's using edge pro and they want you know, uh, decision levels for yeah. NASDAQ, uh, crude, Russell, and yes, I'll, I'll happily give that file to yeah. you. Um, and what I would say is as a homework is watch like at the end of the day, go back to a small time frame and watch how the auction behaved at these prices at levels. Yeah.
0: That's, it's awesome. And that's, that's fantastic. I mean, I would definitely, if, I, if you're listening, I would reach out to Josh for that because, Um, the levels, you know, I used to make my own and keep up with them every day, still do. And it's pretty crazy if you're doing that to see, you know, areas where it interacts. I'm sure Josh is probably a little more thought out than some of mine, (laughs) but um, it's, you know, it's great to um, be able to use that. And then you also, you know, you'll do your pre-market analysis as well um, and everything and post that. So it's just on Twitter. Uh, Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's confidence, but it's part of, you know, why to do a plan. And as you're, as you're, as you're trying to get better in your confidence, you know, down the road and to know that you actually are onto something. Yeah. Cause it's not a guarantee. One of the tests is if I'm putting together a plan and I, and I'm expecting, Hey, I, I believe the auction is going to, you know, interact mm-hmm. with that price. Uh, it's either, it's going to get to that price or it's going to reflect off of that price, knowing where those are going back at the end of the day and reconciling kind of your plan to that. I mean, I, I did that for years and that was such a confidence builder. I was like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, the number of days that scenario number one played out. Yeah. You know, or because I would do multiple scenarios um, and, and still to do that, like on those daily posts on Twitter, uh, it, it, there should at least be very, very rarely do I not have one of the potential scenarios mapped out. Yeah. You know, which is, which is also a confidence builder. Cause it basically said I had, I had, uh, I had pre-thought where all the potential scenarios were and there wasn't anything that played out that I wasn't prepared for. Yeah. Right. Um, that can really help you press risk as well because you're like, Oh, you know, like I understand how this thing works Again, it's not rocket scientist, uh, but it is the, it is the hardest way to make easy money. Yeah, exactly. Trade trading is, uh, Easy, not simple though.
0: That's it or is whatever. Flip e- that. However <laughs> really you want to say that saying, it's it's a lot of work. But at its core, it, it is um, is not that complicated. But it it's doesn't not require a lot of work, and it is made, yeah. it is
1: made more difficult by the vast number of inputs out there. Right, offering and, and, a, and a great many bit of, a bunch of it is it is actually really good. Yeah. Um, you know, don't hear me say that the stuff that's available out there isn't helpful. There's, there's so many great references. The hard part is how do you know which ones are helpful or not? Yeah. You know, and you may, you may come across a resource that's all about, uh, what, what was I looking at the other day? Oh, gamma scalping. You know, like if, if you're trading lots of options, you know, inequity options and you can trade shares as, you know, like you can basically uh, lock in profit yeah. if, if you're long calls in the money and stuff like that. Right. Um, super cool, works great, but like that requires a certain subset of understanding of the auction and that may not fit you. Yeah. Um, intraday directional futures trading may not fit you. Right. Uh, You may be, you, it may be a sweet spot for you to do relative value spreads over three months. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm in a spread between copper and gold right now that I've been in for, I don't know, eight weeks. Yeah. You know,
0: love it. Yeah, it's great. I yeah, I haven't been doing anything intraday for for a while now. It's just not conducive to my day to day schedule. So yeah. a lot of it is longer term, um, you know, spreading or options plays, whatever it is. That's that's far enough out where I'm looking at a high time frame mm-hmm. probability, but it allows me to just put it on, assess it day to day, and go do on other things. You know, <laughs> so um, awesome. Great. Well, cool. I don't have anything else for you, Josh, but I'm, I'm super happy you got to come back on. Oh, and thanks for having me, man. Always, a, always a pleasure. Absolutely. I'll uh, make sure people know how to get, how to find you and uh, get those levels if they're interested. And hopefully we'll get you on for your third episode sometime in the near future. <laughs> you'll, you'll man.
1: hit the three Pete. Yeah. Do it. like, is it like SNL? Like if I'm on five times, I'm on the five timers club. I think so. I think you actually get to come
0: back and host. You have to come back and host one (laughs) if you come on five times. (laughs) Cool. Awesome, brother. Awesome. Thanks, man. Talk soon. Peace.